And welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Canal Street Chronicles podcast series. My name is Shem Hanks, and I am your Thursday host. On Thursdays, we cover the injury reports for both the New Orleans Saints and the teams they are playing. All right, so let's dive right on into it. I think the biggest news so far of the week has been Andres Pete for the Saints being rolled out for the next six weeks. He had what appears to be a successful surgery on his broken forearm that he sustained against the Falcons. Unfortunately, losing Pete is pretty rough because he was a Pro Bowl guard and he looked like he was going to be a Pro Bowler once again. Unfortunately for him, too, is that he is in his fifth year, which means he was looking at his money year. So tough to lose him, tough for him to be out for the next six weeks. But something that's been interesting is the Saints haven't put him on IR yet. So it's looking like the team would like to hold on to him so that he could come back for their inevitable playoff run. If he is healthy enough to go, absolutely don't put him on IR. Hold on to him until you can get to that playoff berth. Unfortunately, two other key players who have not yet practiced this week have been Marshawn Lattimore and Deontay Harris, both of whom have hamstring injuries. Now, those are very difficult things to predict. They're injuries where if you are a speedster guy, it tends to take a little bit longer. Deontay Harris, kick returner, obviously, That hamstring, really, really important for a guy who's going to be exploding up the field off kick returns. On the same side, the fastest guys on the field are often the defensive backs because you've got to be faster than the wide receiver who you're against or else you're just going to get burnt down the field all the time. We see that with Tyreek Hill. We saw that with Ted Ginn Jr. throughout this year and throughout his entire career. And playing against Tampa Bay... Saints are going to be in a rough position in their secondary to face Godwin and to face Mike Evans. Obviously, after Marcus Lattimore went down last week, there was a big play given up to Julio Jones, 54-yard touchdown. Granted, Julio, Calvin Ridley, they didn't have a lot of receptions. They didn't necessarily play that monster game, but... Julio made the one big play right after Lattimore went down. You can bet your bottom dollar that if Lattimore doesn't play, that Tampa Bay is going to be targeting over and over and over again with Evans and Godwin at P.J. Williams, who, if we're to base anything off the last game, P.J. slid out of his normal slot position into the outside takeover for Lattimore. So... PJ, make plays. With both of them missing Wednesday and missing Thursday, it is safe to say that their status for the game against Tampa Bay is severely in doubt. I would be shocked to see Marshawn Lattimore or Deontay Harris out there this Sunday. To not even be a limited participant in Thursday, that's rough. All right, so hold them out on Wednesday if their hamstring looks ready to go. But to not uh, practice on Thursday, that is looking foreboding. Obviously, Friday, this is going to be my disclaimer. If they are limited participants on Friday, then they very well could be playing on Sunday. But being held out back-to-back days 
is more often than not an indicator that they will not be out there on the field this Sunday. Two guys who also showed up on the injury report this week as limited participants. One is Demario Davis, who had a great game last week, and he's having a great season. Uh, Fortunately, he is a limited participant both days. He also has a hamstring injury. Hopefully, he will be ready to go on Friday and and ready to go on Sunday. The other guy was Zach Line. Zach Line, fullback, left. Uh, was a limited participant in practice Wednesday, Thursday. They need him to be at full strength. He has a knee injury right now. That Saints running game just could not get going on Sunday whatsoever. And as a team that has one of those rare fullbacks, you got to have him out there so that he can create those running lanes or else that Saints rushing attack is going to struggle against that stout Tampa Bay Buccaneer front seven. Cornerback Patrick Robinson also shows up on the injury report, but he was a full participant both Wednesday and Thursday. Also has a hamstring injury, but it seems like Patrick Robinson will be ready to go come Sunday. Let's take a little gander, a little look-see over at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report. You have four guys who did not practice on Wednesday and only two that did not practice on Thursday. One of the guys that didn't practice on Wednesday, but was a full participant on Thursday today, was Damar Dotson. Damar Dotson, longtime tackle for Tampa Bay. It was a non-injury related issue, and so he's back and he's looking ready to play on Sunday. Things are looking the same for Ali Marpet, who is also a starting offensive lineman for Tampa Bay. So it looks like Tampa Bay's O-line is going to be ready to go. However, it's that secondary. That secondary is already rough. I talked about this on Tuesday where Vernon Hargraves got cut, straight up cut. First round guy, Tampa Bay, let him go. Didn't seem like he was working hard enough. In that Tampa Bay secondary has been atrocious this year. And it's looking even rougher now. MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis were both DNPs on Wednesday. However, Carlton Davis is back. He's a limited participant. However, MJ Stewart, still DNP, for a team that needs some help at DB to be losing more DB talent when they're already pretty limited to to begin with, that is a tough thing to do. However, we all know it's going to be on the Saints to be able to exploit that. I believe all of us unequivocally trust Michael Thomas. However, Some people are still skeptical when it comes to Jared Cook. I'm not. I'm a believer. Jared Cook has all the physical capabilities. He is their secondary receiving option, but who's going to be that third guy? And that was a big question that came out of that Atlanta game was a third guy did not emerge. And when that rushing attack is struggling to get going, you have to be able to rely on your receiving game and you need Guys who can create separation, who can make catches, not get drops. Against this Tampa Bay team, I can foresee the Saints rushing game is very likely going to be struggling again. That Tampa Bay front seven, I keep saying it, is really stout. So you have to be able to create plays in the secondary where they're extremely, extremely weak. And you have to have a guy outside of Thomas and outside of Cook be able to make some plays. Thomas and Cook, they're going to get theirs, and Tampa Bay knows it, 
But if they don't allow a third guy to go crazy, make a big play, make two, three big plays, then that is the Tampa Bay recipe for success. Carl Nassib is also a limited participant. I just wanted to say his name because I watched Hard Knocks when Cleveland was on it and Carl was a big part of it. So Carl, look forward to seeing you on Sunday. All in all, super tough loss losing Andres Pete. Tough loss looking at Marshawn Lattimore and Deontay Harris's availability for Sunday. We have to all watch the injury report on Friday. Obviously, everyone's going to be tuning in to see the actives and inactives, but it is not going the way that we would hope on Thursday, at least, for the status of Harris and for the status of Lattimore. Andres Pete's backup is appearing is going to be second-year player Will Clapp. Those of you who watch LSU football will recognize Will Clapp. He is going to have some large shoes to fill, and hopefully he can maintain his own. Keep Breeze standing up, keep that running game moving forward, picking up yards, getting it into third and manageables, and then making plays. And with my final thoughts, I'll leave you with this. On Tuesday, I talked about the news that came out about the odd Colin Kaepernick workout that the NFL itself is hosting this Saturday. So far, 11 teams have committed that they are going. I know that there were some initial reports that expected between 25 and 30 teams to actually be there. Now, the video from this workout is going to be given out to all the teams in the NFL, as well as the interview. I know there's been a lot of pushback that this is just a PR stunt. And it very much seems like a PR stunt. Seems like the NFL getting out in front, being like, hey, look at what we're doing. We're helping Colin get back in the league by having this on a Saturday where coaches and GMs can't actually attend. But this was one of my first thoughts is, all right, so I completely grant the premise that it is a PR stunt. I think it's a PR stunt by the league. But if you are a competitor, if you're a guy who can go out there and still thinks that they are a starting quarterback in the NFL and certainly could be a backup for the majority of the teams in the NFL, then you have to rise to the occasion. You have to accept that challenge. Be like, maybe this is a PR stunt, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show everyone why I once led a team to a Super Bowl game, didn't win, a Super Bowl game, NFC title. And so far from what I've seen, I think Colin Kaepernick has done that. I think that he is embracing the challenge, that he recognizes that this could be his one and only shot to get back into the league. Will he be back in the league this year? I'm not so sure. Will he be back in the league next year? I think he should be. If he is good enough, he should be. And certainly the last we saw him play, he was good enough to be a backup quarterback. He did not have a great year his last year being the quarterback of the 49ers. So I'll remember Blaine Gabbert was was beating him out and was actually the starter for the Niners for a part of that year. So all eyes will be on various Twitter feeds trying to find out what is happening on Saturday at that workout. All right, so with that, we've covered your injury report for Week 11 for the Saints for Tampa Bay. Hopefully you're all getting excited about, about the game. You're putting... 
the feelings of the Atlanta game behind you. Hopefully the players are still feeling a little bit of that bitter sting of losing that way at home to a rival who's not having a very good year. And hopefully they bounce back from it in a major way. They play like the competitors that they are. They go out, they go for the jugular, and they get that win against Jameis Winston against Tampa Bay. And so with that... I am Shem Hanks, and I'll be talking with you all next Tuesday, talking to you about some news and notes from the team and around the NFL. Who dat? Bye.